Living in two realms. I've been, I've been really um, stuck in a good way in the book of John lately. And um, a, few, you know, a month ago I shared, a month or two ago I shared the story about the woman at the well, but in a, in a way I had never heard, the way I had never known it before. So this is another really popular story um, that I'm, I'm praying and believing that we're all going to get things out of this that we've not seen before. But it's where uh, Nicodemus in John chapter 3 comes to Jesus in the middle of the night and wants to know more. Who are you, Jesus? But really, where I'm going with this is that, is that we're living in two realms at the same time, all the time. We're living in this earthly realm that we often think is the more real one, but it's not. And, and continuously at the same time, we're living in heaven's realm where so much is happening all the time, right here, right now, in this room, in our hearts, constantly. Heaven's realm is right here. And, and that's really what Jesus is going to try to, is going to be communicating with, with Nicodemus. But um, I, I, before we do that, I, there's another reason why I've been wanting to share this with you because. Everybody in this room, almost, uh, almost without exception, the reason why you're here, one of the reasons you're here, is because of that hunger in your heart for something more. Um, if, you, if you didn't want something more, I'm talking about more of God, more, of, more intimacy, more of the power, seeing more miracles. Um, if, you, if you didn't want that, you probably wouldn't be sitting here in a church like this. I'm just saying and and but but the flip side of that is 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 the discouragement at times the because even though we get to see more and more because we're asking for more i think because we're on that prophetic edge and we 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 know there's so much more that we have access to there's also that frustration even even though we see people healed we're frustrated and and hurt and you know we have questions about those that aren't healed um there's that tension and I, I, this is, I still think this is a, a big answer to that tension. I'm not saying that you're going to come out of here, you know, never more being frustrated. But I, but I do believe this is a real key. So, so let, me, let me go on. Um, yeah. Actually, let me back up because I'm going to start reading. Go back to, uh, there we go. I'm going to go back there. And I'm going to start to read from the beginning of chapter 3 in John. Again, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Now, there was a prominent religious leader among the Jews named Nicodemus, who was part of the sect called the Separated Ones. And that's what he calls in the Passion what they call the Pharisees. Because meaning, we're, we're, we got all the rules down, we're separate from you, we're better than you. And a member of the Jewish ruling, he was a member of the Jewish ruling council. One night, he discreetly came to Jesus and he said, Master, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one performs the miracle, the miraculous signs that you do, unless God's power is with them. So Jesus answered him. He said, Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. You can perceive the kingdom realm of God. But you must first experience a rebirth. Nicodemus, you can. You can experience the kingdom. Every person in this room, the longing in your heart 
to experience heaven, more of heaven here on earth, as we talk about so often, you can experience it. You can experience God's kingdom realm. You have to first experience a, a, a rebirth. And um, that word, by the way, it, it, we, uh, most of your versions will say born again. Many of us have heard, and I heard growing up, really it's born from above is probably more accurate. Really, the root of this word, the best translation is born from the origin. Kind of changes a little bit um, the nuances of this. I'm going to explain a few more words in just a moment, but our, our biggest problem with words that we're trying to translate into English is because we always want this one for one. You know, what does this word mean? It, it says this word here, what does it mean in English? And the problem is that, is that most of these words are word pictures. They're not, it's not a word, which is why often we say, well, it means this, and it means this, and it means this. So that word, being born again, the word actually is a, a born from the origin. In other words, there's a place that you've been in the Father's heart. And you're going to have, there, there's, there's going to be a reconnecting to that place, to your true origin, that's going to come in a special way. And he's going to explain that in just a minute. But I wanted to first, first to have you understand this. Born again doesn't really mean um, salvation. You know, you're saved from your sins and so you're not going to go to hell. That's kind of what we sometimes equate born again with are you a born again believer that's really often what we're asking this this word which is the only place it is i mean the only place where jesus talks about this in john 3 is actually far more significant than that he's saying he's saying there's going to come a moment which he's going to explain where you're going to know your origin again you're going to remember from whom you came from you're going to know your true self Nicodemus is asking the physical question. He's like, um, you lost me there. Rebirth? Um, how can a gray-headed man be reborn? It's impossible for a man to go back into the womb a second time and be reborn. And Jesus answered. He says, I speak an eternal truth. Unless you are born of water and spirit wind, you will never enter the kingdom realm of God. Unless you're born of water and the spirit realm, you're never going to enter the kingdom of God. So what do those two words mean? That's why I put them in yellow. This is the key, isn't it? What, what do you mean? I mean, again, I've read this so many times through the years. What, what do you mean, Jesus? So let's look at first at the word water. The water... Is, is the actual living word. It's, it's the very essence of the Lord himself. It's Jesus himself. That's why Jesus stood and cried out, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. You'll often see in, in the commentaries, you'll see that, well, the word means water. Like I told you, in English, we always want to say, well, what's this word mean? What means water? Water, uh, word. That's the closest thing we have is word. But it's really a word picture. It's really, it's not, it's not the word as in the Bible. The Bible leads us to the word. It's Jesus himself. 
Jesus is actually pointing to himself. He says, if you're going to be born again, it has to be through the water, which means there has to be a revelation in front of you. Jesus, this is Jesus in his fullness. This is who he is. This is his essence. But that's not enough. Next is, is the spirit wind, which is ruach. Once again, in English, we want to say, well, what does it mean? And we, and we, we say, well, ruach, well, that means wind. And we go, okay, I get it. Everywhere I say ruach, I'm going to say wind. No, that, no, that's far too narrow. Wind, breath, spirit. In fact, in the New Testament, often the, that word ruach gets translated, gets translated spirit. When Jesus says the spirit is upon me in Luke 4, he's, not, he's using the word ruach, the wind of God, the spirit of the living God, the sound of one breathing. I told you it's a word picture. This is why it's so hard to translate into English. Ruach, is a word picture, is the sound of one breathing. Another word picture is the shared mind, heart, nature of Yahweh. Do you see how full this is? It's so rich. It, it, it makes it hard for me to even talk about it because it's not my language. I'm giving it my best shot with you because I'm learning with you. But it's so rich. So here's what Jesus is saying here. He says... This is, this is how you're going to experience this birth back to the origin, remembering who you are, is that the water, the very essence of who I am is going to be placed before you. And then there's going to be a, a breathing on it. Wow. The spirit, the moment the spirit breathes life in it, suddenly it's all crystal clear. It's Jesus. This is the one... This is the one in whose image I am made. This is the firstborn of many brothers and sisters who are going to be raised. We, suddenly the truths, the word, the truths, the, some of the words we read in Scripture and who Jesus is, it comes to life when the Spirit comes as a breath and breathes. Breathes on the truth. It's got to be both. Because then as the Spirit breathes on you, you begin to have that shared mind, heart, nature of Yahweh. <laughs> Ruach. Ruach. Like, do you remember, I, I've told you this before, I think, but, but uh, Abraham, Abram, I want you, I'm going to name you Abraham. Why? He's breathing into him. He's saying, Abram, you were a good man because I made you in my image, but watch what happens. My breath, Abraham. You're no longer Sarai, you're Sarah. Because the wind of my spirit on you changes everything. It brings you to life. And the more we keep, the more we keep trying to figure things out with our brain, that's where the frustration comes. That's when we want to throw in the towel. This isn't making sense. I don't get it. I'm doing everything you're telling me to do and I'm not seeing the results I want to. He says, you're making it too hard. And believe me, I'm there sometimes. I can get in my head. He pulls me back all the time. Son, you're making this too hard. Ruah. Ruah. It's the wind breath. God breathing into you. Spirit life. Mm. 
So here's the thing. So we have to be born from the origin like Adam was born by the direct breath of God. Because does anyone want to tell me that when, when God formed Adam and Adam's done, that somehow, somehow he was less than or he was imperfect? I would say, no, God actually made him perfect. He, and he was already made in the image of God, just as each one of you are, just as every person on this earth is, even if they don't know it yet. So what changed with Adam? And now Adam, Adam knows through the breath. He knows, wait, he's alive in a way he wasn't alive before. He knows his true origin. I want to invite you to do something. Here, we're going to read the scripture first. I'm going to invite you to do something. This is from the living version. I love, I love the, old, the Old Testament covenant names than Adonai Elohim. Doesn't that just sound so much better than God? I mean, God is awesome. You're awesome, God. I just love the names. They're so rich. So instead of the Lord God, then Adonai Elohim formed the man out of the dust from the ground and he breathed into his nostrils a breath of life. So the man became a living being. I would like to ask you to um, close your eyes for a moment. If you can do that, we're going to go on a little journey. I want you to see yourself as that, as that clay, as that flesh that is on the ground. That the Lord uh, fashioned you. He fashioned you perfectly. He fashioned you exactly the way he wanted to. He, he looks at you and he's, he's filled with wonder and awe at who he made. But he says, there's something more. I want to breathe my life into you. And he begins to blow into your lungs. Wow. The wind, come right now. Just let the wind, the breath, the very breath of Yahweh fill your lungs. Even as you're breathing in, be aware of his presence within you. And you are filled to all of the fullness of him. Wow. And he says, my child, you were perfect already. But I have breathed my spirit into you. 
wow, for you to remember, to be attached to your true origin as my son, my daughter, whom I have always loved. So I'm opening your eyes, and with my breath, I'm opening your eyes to my kingdom realm. Wow, that is more real than what you can perceive with your own sight and touch and smell. And I want you to do one more thing. As you're on the ground, I want you in, in, in this God-fashioned imagination of yours, I want you not to actually open your eyes right now. I want you in this place, with your eyes remain closed, but I want you in that place to open your eyes and look up and see this Papa who has just breathed life into you. And I want you to look and gaze into the one who's looking at you with such affection and wonder and awe. And he says to you, you are the child I always wanted. You're just what I always wanted. And you can keep your eyes closed or open them, whichever you want. But Jesus went on to say, for the natural realm can only give birth to things that are natural. But the spirit realm gives birth to supernatural life. He says, you shouldn't be amazed at my statement that you must be born from your origin. For the spirit wind blows as it chooses. You can hear its sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it's going. And so it is within the hearts of those who are spirit-born. And then Nicodemus replied, But I don't understand. What do you mean? How does this happen? And Jesus answered, Jesus answered, Nicodemus, aren't you the respected teacher in Israel and yet you don't understand this revelation? I speak eternal truths about things I know, things I've seen and experienced and still you don't accept what I reveal. If you're unable to understand and believe what I've told you about the natural realm, what will you do when I begin to unveil the heavenly realm? And then he says this, he says, no one rises into the heavenly realm except the Son of Man who also exists in heaven. He's given us the key. See, this isn't, this isn't a self-test. You know, if you're spiritual enough, then you can experience the heavenly realm. No, you are already spiritual enough. 
because you already are an eternal spirit being. You're already made in the image of God. So your question is the same as Nicodemus's. How do I get there? And Jesus is saying right here, I'm it. <laughs> I'm the answer. Because no one rises into the heavenly realm except the Son of Man who also exists in heaven. Not who will exist. Not who did exist. That's that ongoing verb exists and keep on existing. I'm here and I'm in heaven all the time. Now, that doesn't do us an ounce of good if that's only Jesus, right? <laughs> you know where this is going. You are one with Jesus. You, you belong to him, but you're also one with him. He's in you, you're in him. These are all scriptures and right, taken straight out of the word. You're in him, he's in you, you're one with him. Where he is, you are. It's why Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, you are seated with Christ in heavenly places right now, not someday. Religion teaches us that heaven is for someday, and if you're good enough, maybe you'll get there. The gospel of the kingdom says you are already living in eternity. You are already with Christ. You will never be separated from him. Let's get on with living the kingdom realm because that's what we're alive to do. I want you to say this with me. I exist in two realms. Wow. Because we keep asking ourselves, how do we get there? But we keep thinking it's a test and we keep trying to get there with our brains. It's not going to work. You're already there. You're already there. So, okay, okay, I'm, there. I'm fine, I'm there. Okay, fine, I'm there. No, it's okay if you're not feeling it yet, but that is the way, that is the way in. Faith is the currency of heaven, and faith is actually agreeing with God with what God already says is true. So, the, therefore, the more you agree with truth, you find yourself experiencing things you didn't experience before as you start agreeing with what is true. You already exist in two realms. Yes, you're on this earth, but actually this isn't your final home. This is not your final destination. But you are an ambassador for another, from another realm. And do you remember about ambassadors, right? They have diplomacy in there. They've, they've got actually immunity, right? They've got protection in those countries. And they're there to bring a culture into another country, but they have special power, special protection. They're actually very powerful people. Do you know who you are? Do you know how powerful you are? If I had time right now, I would go to each one of you by name. Ambassador Tina. Just go. Look at all these. There's Ambassador Bradley right there. I mean, we could go on all night. This is good. Ambassador Sheila. Ambassador Bob sitting next to Ambassador Cynthia. Wait a minute. You know, you better you, you should sit differently. You're an ambassador of the kingdom. Which is why we need to know what the kingdom's all about, right? And, and it's taken a lifetime to do it. God has been so patient with us. He's not. He's not. He's not impatient or he's not 
upset with you. He's not ticked off. He is not rolling his eyes wondering when you're going to get it. <laughs> he is so good. He's such a good papa. And he says, I see your heart and your heart wants me. And that's why I'm leading you. And I'm leading you. And, and he's the one that tells us through the scriptures, through Jesus, the living word, as he breathes on it, he's telling us truth. Any of you who are frustrated and feel stuck in life, tell me that you, tell me that you're in the same place you are five years ago. Nope, not possible. In the kingdom realm, that is not possible. Because even though you may have gone through struggles and hard times and times when you wanted to throw in the towel, you're growing all the time. You're that seed that Jesus talked about that's thrown into the ground, and next thing you know, it's a tree. And you're like, when did that happen? When did I become a tree? Because all I knew was I was frustrated and nothing seemed to happen. And then this happened and where are you, God? And then suddenly, but suddenly through it all, my heart's, my roots are going down deeper. My heart's getting bigger. I actually believe God more and more. And I'm starting to believe the truths I didn't used to believe before. You're changing. And he's making you that ambassador that is carrying with pride, carrying the kingdom culture. A good pride. Because you know that it's good and you know it's going to help people. You want to know what this looks like? Look, this is just a picture. I could use a bunch of pictures. But here you go. I just chose one of many. I, I love these kind of pictures because this, the, when I look at a picture like this, I say, this is actually who you are. Men, you're saying, I don't have hair that long. No. <laughs> But you're still, the glory is still all around you. Remember I just told you about Agnes that, boom, and we were all literally like jumped back because so much, so much of the glory emanated, the power. It, see, it has substance. We're not just imagining these things. This is the kingdom realm we live in. So yeah, we get frustrated when people, when people everybody isn't healed the way, when we pray. We get frustrated when we're not healed. We say, God, where are you? What's going on? But I'm telling you something. The kingdom is coming, and the kingdom is coming. And the more we believe his heart, the more we see. And it's rising up, and nothing's going to stop it. And light is winning, and darkness is receding. Do you see where this is going? He's taking all of us somewhere. And where it's really going, in the end, is that every knee is going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess. All nations represented at the banquet table that Jesus is Lord. It's all, it's all going in one direction. And even when you think the world is out of control, that is not true. It's completely in God's control. So close your eyes again for a minute. Holy Spirit, help us. You're the counselor. You're the brilliant life coach. Help us to get this, but not through our minds. <laughs> Help us right now even to disengage our minds. Our minds are good. They're just not good leaders. They're not going to lead us into kingdom truth. Our spirit's going to do that. Would you just say this in, to yourself, and you're talking to your own spirit, just say, spirit, rise up. You're talking to your own spirit right now. You're saying, spirit, rise up. Wow, because 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us that our spirit and God's spirit continually connected. 
There's no disconnect there. So we need our spirit to rise up. And we're saying, we're saying, mind, just go ahead and say this. Mind, I bless you, but, but you're not going to take the lead. My spirit is going to take the lead. And now I want you to say, I exist in two realms. Holy Spirit, more. I ask for you to increase right now. Increase in this, wow, in this room. Increase. Wow. Breathe on us the truth of who we are in Christ, of where we are in heavenly places, of who we represent. Wow, breathe on us, Holy Spirit. Breathe on us. Just say it again. I live in two realms. So, Lord, I know I'm speaking for these hungry ones of which I am a part to say we want to see more. We want to hear more of what's happening in heaven and in your heart, Father. We want to hear your heart be clearer. Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. Lord, we want to live like that. We get to live like that. That's, our, that's your plan. That's our inheritance to live like that. So help us, Holy Spirit, Open our spiritual eyes. Open our spiritual ears. Our spiritual senses that go beyond the five senses. Open our spirits wide open to receive the kingdom realm, to live in the heavenly realm. I'm just curious if we could maybe hear from one or two of you just just briefly, like um, if you wanted to share about, but specifically about what, uh, anything you just encountered. So what I'm saying is right when we closed our eyes or the first time when God was breathing into you. This song, guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is directly for you. That the hand of God is on you so, so strong because your heart is so pure. And God wants me to tell you right now that you're coming into a new promotion. You're being elevated because you can be trusted. What you were preaching. 
I've never gotten wrecked like that by words. (laughs) 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 But you were to train people like me and others in this room because others cannot be trusted. But the hand of God is on you. The presence is on you so strong. And the promotion's gonna come, and you're gonna be elevated. And he knows that you're not gonna use it for you. Those doors that were open, that's how God works. When things aren't planned or scripted, There's other doors to become. There's something so pure in you that needs to to be shared. And I want to encourage all of you that are in here that this isn't isn't just just church. This, this 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 is God's presence in here. When I was sitting down earlier, the Holy Spirit fell on me. And... Every single one of you are, 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 are called to your, your neighborhoods, your family, your, 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 your jobs. And this is, this is training ground, but this in here needs to go out. It needs to go out. It needs to flow. Because mm-hmm. there are people around you every day that do not know the God you serve. And the God you serve and what you possess in you is so powerful that it needs to go out. And I, I, I couldn't even approach you. It's, it's, <laughs> but I, I, oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm trying to, what I want to do is just to kind of encourage others. If you hear somebody's experience, again, not, this is not to make you feel like, well, how come I didn't have one? And your experience is probably going to be really different. But it's, sometimes it's encouraging just to hear what God is doing. Hi. Um, when you were preaching, what I saw was uh, the Lord was high and seated on his throne. Mm. And on the right side of the throne, I saw smaller thrones. But it was us sitting there with him. And the Lord was looking at us. And he had a like a grin on his face like, you know, with pleasure, he was looking, and he said, some people don't believe this, mm-hmm. but I can see them. And he says, some people actually think that I am mad at them, but I'm not mad at you. He goes, I want you to know me. I want you to really know me. And once you get to know me, you're going to get to know yourself because you come from me. You are a part of me. I give you life. And you have to know this life. He says, tell them, I am not mad at them. I am for them. And he says, don't be afraid of me because I love you. That's good. Thank you. Okay. How about you two? We'll end with you two, both of you. Yeah. Come on up. So I'm just going to be vulnerable. It's a good thing. Um, pretty much all my life, I have not viewed myself in a positive way. 
um, I've always looked at my body type and that's not how you should look. And my personality, I've had people that I have respected say, um, you're not really a go-getter, that kind of a thing. So I've struggled a lot. Um, so when he, the first time that you asked us to close our eyes and just see ourselves, um, I think you said see ourselves with clay, but anyways, I just envisioned myself and I heard God tell me, this is what he said, he said, you, I did create you. Every part of me, mm -hmm. my body type, mm -hmm. God created me this way. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a little bit heavier and I'm a little bit bigger boned. My personality, I'm gentle. <laughs> I, was, I, I know that my spirit, um, I have a gentle spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's just how God created me, how I look brown hair, brown eyes. He made me. Mm -hmm. He gave me all of this because he wanted me to be like this. Yeah. Yes. Right. And when you're talking about having God breathe into mm -hmm. us, I felt he said, and because he said, you're special because I breathe life into you. <laughs> so good. And his spirit and, um, lives inside of me. Mm -hmm. So because of that, all of us are special. Because he has breathed inside of us. Mm -hmm. You know, and your body type and your personality, God made you that way. <laughs> no matter what everybody else says about it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> the second time that um, we had our eyes closed, so the Lord showed me it's like this umbilical cord from ours connected to His. So it's just simple that. Uh, it's like, I'm really your source. Um, there's nothing else. And, um, and talking about the seed being a tree, is that because of that umbilical cord? Mm. So, wow. yeah. Thank you. So good. Thank you. I think one of the reasons we... Um, we get shy or, or nervous about reaching out, uh, praying for people is because we, we, we think we're deficient. Um, I, I just have news for you though. It, not only the one who lives in you is all sufficient, we know that. But even tonight, I just wanna give you this as an example. I actually had no ability to change you tonight. That was, I'm so aware of that every time I speak. I believe me, when, beforehand when I'm praying, I say, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to do this because I, I got nothing. It's you. And so you see, he moves on people. He loves people. He's, I prayed tonight that every single heart in this place would be touched. I don't know how you were touched, but I know he answered that prayer in one way or another. 
And I'm just saying to you, I want to get put in you that same confidence. It's not really, really about you, except that you're saying yes. But, it, but the Lord's going to, as, as you faithfully just say, okay, I'm a little nervous. I don't know what to do, but I'm just going to love on them. I'm going to pray for them. He's going to touch them because it's, it's what he does. And he would not send you as an ambassador if he was not going to back you up. So it doesn't always end up the way we think. It doesn't, the prayer doesn't always get answered the way we think it should. He always moves through you. Always. This is just really good tonight. This is good. Um, I want to ask any of the prayer teams. Uh, we Pretty soon we're going to break, meaning that you can leave if you want or come on up for prayer. We do continually see miracles, and we've been seeing more of them. So uh, come on up if you're on the prayer team, and if you have a word of knowledge, um, I want to encourage you to speak it out and um, give them a few minutes to wander up. There's three. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come up even if you don't have a word of knowledge, yes. Just to, just to be up here to pray. So, uh, so, yeah, word of knowledge is just some, some word that the Lord just imparts inside. Often it's like a condition that, that God's saying, hey, I would love to touch someone and heal that right now. But sometimes words of knowledge come in slightly different forms than that. Do you have any? Uh, anyone who, I don't know, I'm just feeling like, just like head pain. I don't know. It seems like a headache, but it feels like it's more spiritual. Maybe you're not aware of what the source is, but just any sort of head pain. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, any right knee pain? Right knee? Um, pancreas problems. Okay. The Lord told me this even before service started that He was going to open blind eyes and deaf ears. Come on. And uh, He meant it not just physically. So, uh, yeah, God, and let's go for it. Terry, go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray a prayer in that regard. Shima Ipa. Holy Spirit, we want more of you. We do want the scales removed from our eyes, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Yes. We want to be totally aligned with you. Yes. We want ears to hear. Oh, Yahoo! We love you, Holy Spirit. We want more of that, more of yes. you. Mashi, open our open our deaf ears and thank you for what you've already been doing tonight yes. Yes. to help us to see and hear better, to hear from you the trueness of who we are in you yes. and, and the adventure you're taking us on. In yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, more, yes. more God, more. More, yes. Yahoo, yes, Yahoo. more, Lord, more, Lord. <laughs> 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 yeah, and he just opened a bunch of light, and there's like a big pool of water here, so come and jump in. There you go. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> you didn't know Yahoo was such a spiritual word, did you? <laughs> it is when God speaks it. So, yeah, let me just bless you, and if you would like prayer, um, 
you know, for any of these things or anything else, come on up and we'll pray for you. <sighs> Father, thanks. I just, I feel like um, tonight was a breath of fresh air, uh, which a lot, of, a lot of us have needed. We're just, thank you, God. Thank you for renewing hope, for restoring hearts. And we're just saying, Lord, breathe, continuously breathe into us. And I speak, God, this is something I spoke to a few people um, just uh, two nights ago, and I want to speak to every one of you. And I declare that every single person in this room, you are a blessing and favor magnet. I I want you to say it. I am a blessing and favor magnet. All right, this time say it like you mean it. I am a blessing and favor magnet. And it's true. You're saying, Brent, where's the scripture? Okay. How about 23rd Psalm, verse 6, that the Lord's goodness and beauty are going to chase you down every day of your life. That's the message version. It's true, and it's true of you. And the more you actually believe that, the more you see it. He blesses you anyway, but the more where you are, you start to see the blessings and it changes you. So Father, thank you that we are your blessed children. We are the ones you made exactly the way you wanted to. Thank you for encouraging our hearts. Thanks for trusting us as your ambassadors and preparing us for the job. Thank you that we are kings and queens, as you have said in the book of Revelation. Thank you, Father. Help us to start viewing ourselves the way you view us in the same regard that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. So I bless you all, and uh, you can just have fun greeting each other or come on up for prayer.